So something funny is starting to happen for me when I watch TV. I wonder if it's happening for you. I have so embraced the message of social distancing that when I see someone on the screen go in for a handshake or a hug, just for a moment, uh, there's part of me that wants to tell them, no, you can't, you can't do that. And then I remember, of course, uh, that they're living in the year 2020 BC, before COVID. They say that people who lived through the Great Depression uh, were prone for the rest of their lives to keep old newspapers, uh, pieces of twine, uh, old parts of appliances, just in case. They had learned in that time of, of great scarcity that they should never waste anything. And I wonder when uh, all of this is over for us, what we're going to learn from this. Because our world, at some point, uh, will find a new normal. We will develop new routines. Uh, parents, your children, will go back to school, I promise. And there will be toilet paper and Cheetos in the grocery stores again someday. And when that happens, I wonder what will linger. Will we forever have the impulse when we go for a walk to cross to the other side of the road when we see someone? I hope not. Or years from now, will I still be turning light switches on and off with my elbow? Maybe. We don't know yet how this experience is shaping us. And we're all having such different experiences. For some, this is a time when they feel isolated and lonely. For others, cooped up in a full house, a little more loneliness uh, would be welcomed. Others are exhausted, working late hours in medical facilities or in leadership positions. And my dad, who's an introvert and happiest at home alone in his woodshop, well, he's basically been sheltering in place for two decades. So... He's wondering what all the fuss is about. For me, this whole experience has been a strange mix. In some ways, this has probably been the hardest thing that I've ever gone through. And I'm worried about my family's health, about my own health, um, about this church, about all the people that are suffering from this and the, and the future of our world. And it's also been harder than I thought to stay home I guess I'm just used to being able to run out to the store or visit a coffee shop when I want to. I miss time with my friends. But I've also realized that having been made to lie down, as Clover preached last week, there have been some unexpected gifts from all of this, too. I go on walks now almost every day. I sit in my backyard more. My teenage kids are so bored they actually want to hang out with me. Laura, she's baking more and really good at it. it. Turns out I'm really good at eating baked things. So in the midst of all of this stress, there are things that uh, I'm grateful for and that I hope when all of this is over will remain. These extraordinary times are inviting all of us to reflect on what's important for us, what we can and can't do without. And in these days of essential businesses, it's a chance for us to ask ourselves what's essential for us. And when this is all over, what we hope will linger. This is Palm Sunday. It's the day that we remember Jesus riding a donkey into Jerusalem while people cheered and threw palm branches along the way. 
And I wonder if Jesus that day paused as he approached the gates of the city and reflected on what he hoped would linger. He had already given so much of himself to the world, and soon he would be asked to give much more. Did he stop for a moment along the path of that parade and wonder what, if anything, when all of this was over, would remain? I think we give Jesus too much credit when we assume that since he was the Son of God, he must have known how everything was going to turn out. I know he predicted that he would be killed and would rise again, but he also sat in the Garden of Gethsemane, sweating blood and begging God to take away this cup. And even on the cross, he cried out to God, why have you forsaken me? So maybe we don't give enough credit for the courage it must have taken to walk through those gates of Jerusalem, not at all sure how things were going to turn out. And here we are on our own Palm Sunday, staring at our own gates of Jerusalem. And we understand in a whole new way this year how quickly the parade can come to a halt, how quickly the crowds can scatter, how suddenly things can go wrong. And we too don't know how things are going to turn out. What we do know is that countless people are walking through those gates with faith and love and courage. We see exhausted medical staff, true heroes of this crisis, putting their lives at risk. And we see researchers working at a maddening pace to develop better testing and a vaccine. We see businesses donating millions and repurposing their equipment we see migrant farm workers for whom telecommuting is not an option, picking and packaging the food we eat. We see people sewing masks and checking on neighbors and singing across balconies. Distilleries are using alcohol to make hand sanitizer, which as a bourbon lover, I think is totally going to backfire when I can't help resist licking my fingers after using it. We see family members reaching out to loved ones and forgetting about old hurts to make sure they're okay. And let's not forget, this whole sheltering in place is itself an act of compassion. Sure, we can view it as a government order we grudgingly comply with, but we can also view it as a form of loving our neighbor. In past years, on this Palm Sunday, we've been able to take it for granted that next Sunday, this sanctuary would be full and the lilies will be beautiful and the trumpets will sound and there will be trepidation in the heart of whoever has to do the word to the children. But not this year. For the first time in this church's 118 year history, this sanctuary will be empty not because this crisis is worse than the two world wars or the Great Depression or many of the other crises this church has witnessed, but because this crisis is unique in that caring for people, we need to not be here for Easter. 
And it's good to remember that our church and our world have been through great trials like this before and persevered. And it's also good to remember that in those times of trial, like this one, Palm Sunday was experienced without the usual assumptions. It was experienced more like Jesus and the disciples experienced it, with worry and fear, not at all sure that Easter would come. This year is going to test our faith in new ways. And it may sound strange, but I am grateful for that. It feels more real, less like we're going through any motions. And I think we will read the stories of Jesus's trial and his death on the cross with new meaning and new insight. And when Easter comes, and it will come, I think we will be changed by this experience. Perhaps when this is over, we will find that we know God a little more intimately and that we feel a little closer to our neighbors because of the distance we have shared. Perhaps we will make some changes in the ways that we spend our time, choosing a walk around the block rather than a trip to the store. And maybe we'll be more grateful for the things that we've had to miss, like a trip to the store or time with a friend. Perhaps we will emerge from this with new understandings of ourselves, and maybe it will even feel a little like stepping out of a dark tomb into a light of a new day. And maybe we will find that the love that we gave during this time, it did make a difference. And that when this is all over, that despite the hardships, some things lingered. Amen.